Blog Talk Radio. Yo, it's your brother like none other, the one like Z to the I to the N, and you're tuned in to Revolutionary Radio with my comrade, Viva Fidel, Holla Black. Yes. It is always, always on, live, right here, in effect, Viva Fidel, Revolutionary Radio. We always have different things going on all at once. You got to make sure that you check out the archive episodes, as we always say about this time. It's very critical. A lot of great, great shows, a lot of great, great guests, a lot of resources, powerful information shared. My switchboard is tweaking right now, and if my brother is on the line, uh, just please be patient with me. And uh, if you're hearing me, please just hold tight. Try to get this switchboard right so we can definitely continue with this powerful information. We never have a sleeper episode, and we always emphasize just the connection with comrades from all over because it's really about linking up and doing the work, you know, not just listening to it, not just being online with it, but actually stepping on the field, on the front line, and, you know, getting your hands dirty and digging deep out here and coming up with some solutions and sharing the achievements, sharing our accomplishments, sharing our struggles and our victories is is very important. And that's, that's one thing we try to do is introduce you to people that can help you, that can actually support you, that can actually uh, promote you, so on and so forth. So, you know, if, you're, if your organization is out there and if, you're, if you know some people that's on the ground, uh, working in the community, working with the youth, uh, working within the industry of, of entertainment, working within uh, any any field that we have, you know, available to us by any means with all the access that we have now, uh, we will just hope that everybody is adding on some way, shape, or form. And this is a, one of the platforms that we created to be able to support and be able to help you all. So like I said before, make sure you check out the archive episodes. Always keep up with that. And then also you can shoot us out information to, you know, get in touch with us so we can either get you on the show if you got some powerful information events coming up, if you have uh, any music you want to share with us, if you have guests that you think would be good to uh, just – keep the conversation going upwards because that's what we're really about, solutions, resolutions, so on and so forth. And uh, we look forward to linking up with you in real life. Like I said, not just not just online. It's, it's real work to be done. So as we just getting this thing right, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm real-time troubleshooting, real-time troubleshooting, trying to get my brother Jr. on the line. I hope he's, I hope he's uh, on the line holding me down. Just be patient with me, brother. On the real. So we're going to make sure that y'all can, you know, link up with us everywhere. You know, it's B by Fidel on Twitter, Facebook, all of that good stuff. So make sure you reach out because we're not, you know, we're not playing. And without no further ado or delay, I want y'all to uh, 
introduce yourselves and just chill out, kick back, and listen for a minute. Brother J, are you on the line? Yes, sir. How you doing, bro? I'm good. How are you? Okay, good, man. I'm 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 very good now that I got everything situated on my end. I was I was having a little blank out action, but um now I got you on the line, man. I got brother Minister Information Jr. from the POCC Prisoners of Conscience Committee on the line. He's an activist, a journalist. He does a lot, a lot, a lot of hardcore work on the front line. Producer of Blog Talk. I'm sorry, Blog Block radio report, and um, that's a, a very popular platform that I want you to um, um, share with the people. You also, you know, write for a lot of different publications and so on and so forth. So just, you know, share some of your background and introduce yourself to my listeners who may not be familiar with who you are, JR, and also the POCC and what you do. Well, first and foremost, I want to thank you for giving me an opportunity to be on the show. Um, secondly, yes, I am the Minister of Information of an organization called the Prisoners of Conscience Committee that was founded by Chairman Fred Hampton, Jr., the son of the assassinated Black Panther leader and in his own right a former political prisoner of nine years. Um, yes, I'm the International Minister of Information. My job is to do is to get the information out to our people in a real and palatable way where the people in the hood can understand it. It's called the Block Report, which is one of our vehicles because, you know, that is specifically who we are aiming for. We are not aiming for the college university. majority of our people are on the block. So that is where we get the name Block Report. Now, if the university students or anybody else wants to listen or get something from what it is that we're doing or help out, we appreciate it. But, you know, when it's all said and done, we're, we're doing this for the masses of black folks um, that are in the in the hood, working class black people. Um, on our radio show, we've covered things from police terrorism. One of the big campaigns that we're working on now is the murder of Oscar Grant and getting this pig that murdered him, Johannes Messerly, indicted. Um, some of you guys may have heard about it. If not, Oscar Grant was a black male who was killed. New Year's Day 2009, the city erupted, uh, the city of Oakland erupted into a rebellion, um, and basically the people and the, the power of the people got the, the state to indict this criminal. Um, by no way are we happy that the rest of the criminals that were there were not indicted. You know, the rest of the pigs that were surrounding him when, when um, Johannes Mezzoli shot him, they were not indicted. So we're pushing for that also. But we do have a small victory in getting Johannes Mesley indicted for murder, who he will be going up for trial in Los Angeles um, on June 7th. That's one of our campaigns. Another one of the campaigns that the POCC is engaged in and that the Block Report has been covering heavily is uh, we recently came back from Haiti about a month ago where we were on a, a people's investigation. We brought a media and a medical team. Media's the media team's goal was to do a people's investigation as to what was really happening on the ground in Haiti. Were they getting the money that people were sending? How the people were being treated? And um, we actually shot uh, a short that can be found on Facebook um, as well as online uh, on Vimeo. But um, it's like a 15-minute short we've been using to do report backs. And it, when I say short, it's a, it's a short because we're working on a full-length film that will be out within the, the next two months um, describing what exactly we encountered when we got to Haiti, the starving people, 
the people thirsting to death, um, the Jim Crow-like conditions in the hospital as well as uh, in these ten cities. So, you know, that's that's just a little bit about me and who I am and the work we do. Also, yeah, you can look at our work on Block, B-L-O-C-K, Report Radio, BlockReportRadio.com, and, you know, that's where, like, our work is stored. A lot of our journalistic work is stored. Okay. Now, just right quick, uh, also, make sure that you uh, shoot out that Facebook information for people that may want to view that uh, short uh, film piece. Um, you can hit me up. My Facebook is facebook.com, J-J-A-Y, short but funky. That's the, the Facebook name. Um, you can catch it on my page. Um, yeah, that that yeah, that would be the best way to get it, the easiest way to get it. It's called Haiti Rising from the Ashes. That's the the 13-minute clip, actually, that okay. is, yeah, what we're using right now to go do report bags, go to high schools, universities, as well as community centers to tell people exactly what's really going on in Haiti. As okay, well as so, we're getting ready to go back. Okay, word. We're going to get into that in a second. I want to just get into a little bit more of the background and tell us how um, you got started wanting to do this sort of um, journalism that you do and how you how you were inspired and so on and so forth. How did you even become to be interested in, in the work that you're doing? Well, in journalism, um, I've been doing journalism since I was a teenager. And um, honestly, I fell into it wasn't something that I was like, I want to be a journalist or something like that. It was something that I had a girlfriend who was doing it. I wanted to be close to her at the same time when I was a high school student. And, uh, you know, one thing led to another. I ended up not messing with her, but I ended up going to a journalism program at San Francisco State. Um, when I went to the little two-week high school program, uh, I fell in love with journalism. Um, I met a number of people who helped me to get paid doing it, um, and, you know, the rest is kind of like history. Now, um, I got into doing more political and revolutionary type of journalism because, you know, I started seeing how the industry, just like most industries, the rap industry, all of that is controlled, and the messages that you put put out are controlled by whoever it is that is paying you. I didn't want to be limited in what I could say, but I didn't want to be limited uh, by those forces. So it really pushed me to go out there and um, create my own voice uh, by way of Block Report Radio, as well as I work with um, the San Francisco Bayview newspaper, which is a national black newspaper based in San Francisco. And, and that's big. I, and I like working with them because I have a more, uh, they respect what I have to say and they respect the kind of journalism that I do. So uh, they don't try to censor me. Word. And just want to shout that out right quick if people want to check that online. That's sfbayview.com. Um, definitely on one of my bookmarks because uh, I check it out often. It's powerful information and it's beneath the surface of, you know, people that want to look past what they may see on TV or in the mainstream news. Definitely check out the sfbayview.com uh, and check out some of JR's work as well. Uh, so get into a little bit of what the. Um, reporting is back from Haiti. I know that you've done a lot of different interviews, and like you said, you're doing a, a complete documentation of it and going back. So just for my listeners, just, uh, give us a uh, – um, just take us there for a minute when you were there after the hurricane that happened. Well, first – I mean, the earthquake that happened. Pardon. 
Well, first we got to back up to the history of Haiti and what, you know, okay. how Haiti even came to be. And, okay. you know, uh, for those that may know, um, you know, just bear with me. But for those that don't know, Haiti um, was the first African uh, was the first African country or black-led country um, to overthrow European uh, slavery and colonialism by force militarily. That was done with Tutankhamun Overture and Dessalines and their armies and the people of Haiti. Um, and they beat Napoleon and the French. And so, you know, that is how Haiti came into existence. Now, uh, a few years after the French were defeated, um, the United States enacted the Monroe Doctrine, which means that anything that happens in the Western Hemisphere, the United States has to be the enforcer of it. The European countries agreed to it. Uh, France pushed the line and Napoleon pushed the line and told them, well, they needed some kind of reparations for the loss of property which was the African, the enslaved Africans. Um, and so the United States uh, made Haiti pay uh, France, uh, which amounted to over close to a 100-year period, it amounted to $24 billion, $24 billion plus. Um, in 2004, during the bicentennial of Haiti, which was the 200-year anniversary of Haiti, the elect, the people's elected president, Jean Bertrand Aristide, uh, who was elected by 90% of the electorate, 90% of the people that voted, um, told the world and told France that, you know, Haiti being one of the poorest countries in the world and definitely is the poorest in the Western Hemisphere, they need reparations on their $24 billion that they were forced at gunpoint to give France. So that is how Haiti got into this situation. That is how Haiti is as poor as it is. Um, so before I went, I've been to Haiti in 2003. Um, Haiti was at that point very poor. I witnessed real chattel slavery, uh, slavery that we hear about that went out down in the United States in the 1800s. It's still going down in Haiti. I've seen it with my own eyes. Um, at the same time, I've seen a nation of people who refuses to die. You know, the European countries have uh, been trying to kill off the island, been trying to starve the island, been trying to enslave the island, and the people are resilient and, been, you know, making it when there doesn't even seem to be a way. The Haitians make a way. And so that's what I witnessed a little bit in uh, 2003. In 2010, I witnessed, um, yeah, poverty to most impoverished state that I've ever seen. Um, we've seen people starving to death. We've seen people thirsting to death right across the street from right across the street from United States bases, military bases, and UN military bases. So, you know, it is definitely a coordinated effort to kill off an island of people. Um, it is very much like what we've seen in the United States when we talk about Hurricane America, which some people we call Hurricane Katrina. We call it America because Katrina didn't kill anybody. America did. So it, it, it is very reminiscent of that, but it's times a thousand because, you know, what happened in New Orleans and a little bit of Mississippi happened in a very uh, restricted area. What happened in Haiti happened all over the nation. And um, uh, buildings were crushed. There were dead bodies in buildings that you could smell walking down the street. There's a number of different militaries, including the United States, Italy, Portugal, France, Canada, 
uh, Brazil, who is under the guise of the UN, um, they're not picking up a rock. They're not doing anything. Um, they're not doing any demolition. They're not doing any relief work. Uh, when we got to the ground, um, you know, we talked specifically about, you know, Wycliffe and Yale, his organization that everybody's been pushing on commercial radio and all on the TV um, that, you know, to do something, quote-unquote, for the Haitian people. Um, the people on the ground in Port-au-Prince, where I was at, in Delmont and in City Soleil, knew nothing about the nonprofit that Wycliffe says he is using to send resources to Haiti. Um, none of the aid that I, none of the aid we can attest to getting there. No one even no Haitian there could specifically speak to being able to see being able to have seen the aid come in from Wycliffe, but as well as Bill Clinton, George Bush, or Obama's aid. So, you know, we basically see a country that is being starved to death, and, you know, we mm. see a lot of these imperial countries, uh, like the United States and the other countries that I named, doing very small things and doing uh, public relations type of things and fooling the world, um, fooling the world and acting like they're getting giving relief to the people that very badly need it, but in reality they're trying to starve these people out so they could take their land and remake Haiti in their own image. So that's just a little bit of what we saw in Haiti. But people could go to blockreportradio.com and you can hear uh, one of the interviews that I did with Rhea Dahl, who is um, the director of Soapy Depp School, and she talked a little bit about, you know, her some of the kids in the school getting killed, some of the teachers getting killed, the school falling off the foundation, and, you know, what the needs are specifically for the students in Haiti um, right at this particular point. But, again, that's at blockreportradio.com. That's what it is, brother. Shoot out uh, your contact information if people want to uh, support you on your next mission out there and if people want to support what you're doing with Block, uh, Block, Block Report Radio uh, and also just all of your endeavors in general. Shoot out your contacts as well again. Well, you can get in touch with me through the website, blockreportradio.com. Um, my, web, my email address is blockreportradio at gmail. And um, yeah, you can yeah. If you got some thing that you would like to donate, we're looking for medical supplies as well as trying to raise um, financial help. You can hit up the Bayview newspaper that is our our fiscal sponsor, um, and that's at SF in San Francisco, SFBayview.com. As well as there's a PayPal on there, so if you would like to contribute um, through the internet, you could do that through PayPal and on the site. And um, yeah. That's the best way to get up with me. That's really important, brother, for real. We want to salute you for just really uh, being able to come back and give that report and, and, and give the real deal. So, you know, everything that you're doing is very important that people see if they can support it, see if they can reach out and, and help send some, some, some aid to you just for being on that mission. That's that's real. We want to make sure we're going we're gonna to pump that. So keep us posted, you know, as, as things progress uh, on to the next mission. Um, towards back to Haiti to help our people. That's very real. Uh, we want to ask also, you know, people like to um, get updates from the Bay Area, from the West Coast. It's a political hotbed at all times. Like you said, Oscar Grand case, so much going on at once. You spoke on that a little bit, but is there any other things that's going on in the area uh, nowadays in the town that, you know, people need to be aware of or, you know, that you would just like to share as far as information-wise with the people? 
Well, you know, um, the Oscar Grant thing is probably the biggest campaign that is going on right now that a majority of the people that are active um, are involved in. And it's a key case because, you know, this is only the second time in American history that a police officer has been indicted for murdering a black man. Um, the first one was Malice Green in Detroit, but he was not indicted on murder, and the cop that killed Malice Green. So this cop, uh, Johannes Messerly, that killed um, Oscar Grant is indicted on murder. So it is a very historic case. The case was you actually you said, moved. Pardon, you said it was the first time, brother? No, well, this is the this is the second time in American second history, time. but it's okay. the first time that they've been indicted on murder charges. The okay. Malice Green case, I believe he was indicted on, um, the police was indicted on manslaughter, which is, mm. you know, holds less years than murder. So, you know, we got him indicted on murder. Um, the, the, the defense, the police officer's defense has um, gotten the case moved down to Los Angeles, which is six hours away. Um, from the Bay Area and um, by, by, by car six hours away um, because they argued in court that black people, particularly black people in Oakland, would not be able to give Johannes Meserly, the cop who killed Oscar Graham and pulled the trigger, would not be able to give him a fair trial. Uh, you know, and due to that, they was able to move the case down. And, you know, nobody took into account and he murdered a black man in Oakland. He should be. A, he should have to face um, what Oakland residents believe, you know. But you know, of course, the state is going to do all it can to protect its police officers. So they moved it to Los Angeles. Um, the Los Angeles community is organizing very heavily, also. Um, and we also, you know, did a movie on that. Also, it's called Operation Small Axe, where you can see some of the stuff. You can go on YouTube, and you can check out Operation Small Axe, the trailer, and you can actually, it's a full-length movie that is dealing with um, the people's resistance to police terrorism in Oakland during 2009. And it looked at particularly three cases, um, the case of Oscar Grant, the case, actually four cases, the case of Oscar Grant, the case of Lavelle Mixon, who was uh, who uh, two months after uh, Oscar Grant was murdered, um, allegedly murdered four police officers before they killed him, um, as well as we look at the case, my own case, where I caught a bogus felony charge. Um, well, they tried to hit me with a bogus felony charge um, and said that I was burning up stuff during the Oakland rebellions, which were seven days after the murder of Oscar Grant, um, which was a total lie. I was covering it. And I eventually got dismissed on that case. On uh, February 2nd, I was, the case got dismissed due to lack of evidence because it was a total lie. But that case is also in there, and also the case of DeAndre Brunson, who was machine gunned to death on camera. Um, and you can see it in the movie. The name of the movie, again, is Operation Small Axe. We just left um, the Patois Film Festival, human, the Patois Human Rights Film Festival in New Orleans, where we were, where we won the Rise Up Award about two or three days ago, because we had the most motivational film. Because what the film, the the purpose of the film is to show resistance, and we're not saying that we have all of the answers in the film, but you know, Oakland definitely did a a, a, a great job. And, and getting this cop indicted, and we're just trying to throw a blueprint out to the rest of the country and the world right. on how we did it. And not saying that it will work the same way everywhere, but just trying to 
you know, get, get the creative juices flowing um, for the resistance movements around the country because we didn't just do it one way. There was, you know, Lavelle Mixon who got down um, and defended himself in an armed way. That was one way. Another way was the kind of media and radio that I was doing um, and confronting the police on the street. Uh, me and a number of other people were doing. And there's also footage of uh, a spray paint artist who went around the city at night and wrote political messages on the wall, and we were with him um, when when he was doing some of this, and we show all of this um, in there. We also show such luminaries as Chairman Fred Hampton Jr. is commenting on what's going on in, in the movie, um, Angela Davis commenting on what's going on in the movie, and Cynthia McCutie played a big part in the creation of this movie, and she's also played a big part in bringing this movie around the world. It is shown in South Africa, shown in Libya, showed in France. Um, she showed it in Turkey. Um, she showed it in Malaysia, and she showed it all over the United States. So, you know, that's just a little bit about what's going on in Oakland and what we got going on. I just came back from um, Dallas and Fort Worth over the last few days um, pushing the movie but also pushing what was going on with Oscar Grant and basically trying to inspire uh, artists and community peoples around the country to take their own, take their destiny in their own hands and not allow these pigs to kill us in our community um, with impunity. That's what it is, brother. That that that's what I'm talking about. That leads perfectly into my next uh, question. I was going to even ask you is basically what are some of the things what we like to do and ask a lot of our guests is um, that do a lot of similar things on the ground with, as, as you do in organizing and mobilizing our people uh, across the board. What's what's some of the things that you find that really works? Um, you know, I know uh, it's, a, it's a diverse uh, area and and this a lot of different ages, it's a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds, and what's one of the things that works uh, for you and for your organization in terms of getting the information out to the people and then taking it to the next step of taking action in numbers? Well, one, uh, do what it is you say you're going to do so that you can build up trust in the community and the people can respect you where you're not just a talker. You know, that's the first thing that we should do. Um, second thing you, could do, you should do, there should be respect. Um, in the community, uh, you should have respect. A lot of times, a lot of these different organizers aren't successful because they don't respect the community and speak to the community in some kind of condescending tone, whereas, you know, if you're not respecting me, I don't care what it is you say you're helping with, I'm not respecting you. And so a lot of times they come in with, a lot of organizers come in with all the, they have all the answers, and they're coming to save, they're coming to save the Native people. But the reality is is that we all play, we all play a part, you know. So in us all playing a part, you know, my role has to be respected as well as the people's role has to be respected, and we have to work together. Those are the two, as well as being consistent. You know, don't come out and think everybody's just supposed to join your cause the first time or the second time you get involved. It takes years and years to build up trust in the community because we got a lot of fake-ass people in the community that, that say they do the same thing we do, um, who, who um, you know, uh, basically scam the people. You can look at um, Jesse Jackson. You can look at Al Sharpton. You can look at, uh, you know, uh, Farrakhan. You can look at a lot of these people who benefit off of our community, and there's little receipt for what it is that they actually do. They they talk a great game, but in reality, 
we don't see anything happening, you know, with the resources they have or the, uh, the, the loud, amplified voices that they have. We don't see any uh, action behind it. All it is is talking, what we call ambulance chasing. But, you know, we're to build in a real sustained, consistent, um, strong movement from the ground up with, from, you know, right here in the neighborhoods and not doing it in any condescending way and also realizing that everybody doesn't play the same role. Everybody is not a frontline soldier, but everybody has a role to play. You know, you might not be a frontliner, but you can back somebody who is a frontliner. You might That's not right. want to be at the rally or the protest, but you can give 10, 20, 30, you can give some gas money, or you can put money up for an airline ticket. You know, uh, put your money where your mouth is, basically. That's right. And then even also, as you shared, you know, there's a lot of creative ways that we add on to the protest. There's a lot of creative ways that people can, you know, do their part to speak their voice and to support the mobilization. So you're absolutely right, brother. We appreciate you for taking, you know, your time to just chop it up with us, update us on everything. You know, we definitely want to bring you back on as things progress, like I said, uh, for the next mission. And we would definitely, you know, support what you're putting forth and, 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 tell all our listeners to support it as well. want to shout out to uh, sfbayview.com one more time and blockreportradio.com one more time. Make sure you check out the blockreportradio.com. You'll be on there for a while because there's some powerful information. And um, we appreciate what you do, brother. We salute you on the real. And we look forward to linking with you and, and getting down and dirty for sure. Right on, bro. I appreciate the opportunity again. Indeed, indeed. So y'all stay tuned and uh, make sure that you are on point at all times. And like we said, if you want more information, you can check out. Or if you want to make a donation, not just information, if you want to make a donation to help support the information, you can always go to blockreportradio.com and sfbayview.com. I'm bigging it up because it's real like that. We appreciate you, brother, on the real. Peace. All right. Thank you. Real quick. We ain't gonna hold y'all too long. These thoughts real quick, Jaffe. It's like this. We remix politics and stand on principle. Think quick in this matrix, it's all so simple. Quicksand street game in a concrete jungle. We spit that heat, man, collect that bundle. Midwest monsters, minister of info. We rap about getting rich, cause all our life we been po. Taste MCs, won't fold the fumble. We do this for the niggas in the struggle, facing football numbers. Prisoners of war, bringing guerrilla development. Prisoners of war, bringing guerrilla development. Prisoners of war, bringing guerrilla development. Project Mayhem on some island. Dirty shit, fighting like pits against the pigs From ghettos to glory, we be writing our own stories Sometimes it's confusion when we speak of revolution Or breaking mental chains, another word for change We ain't come here for games, you know my name They call me Bebop Fidel, love me or love hell